Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, everybody, to What's Brewing, a show where we can say whatever we want, a sports show where you can say whatever you want. How novel of a concept is that? But that's what we're here to do for you. We will give you that opportunity for the next two hours. Give us a call, 646-929-2192, or email us at whatsbrewingshow at AOL.com. The show starts now. Too, 
you already know what the hell happened. So, <laughs> but we'll react as Tiger does well, Tiger doesn't do well, and not that the Masters needs it. Um, they definitely don't need Tiger to be near the front, but uh, I'm sure CBS is happy. People are going to watch it more because Tiger's there. So you have that. Whether you like the guy, don't like the guy, he has transcended the sports world. I always judge if a guy is famous or a celebrity's famous. And my, I think, always telltale sign is does my mom know who they are? Does my mom know who they are? That's my question. If my mom knows who you are, you're famous. My mom knows who John Cena is because Nikki Bell is on Dancing with the Stars. My mom knows who Ronda Rousey is, partly because me and my dad. But mainly because my mom knows who Ronda Rousey is. Ronda Rousey is a star. Tiger Woods is a star. Tom Brady is a star. Your mom knows who they are. I wouldn't know the Kardashians if I fell over them. Mom, unfortunately, knows who they are. Rightly or wrongly. Hey, I didn't say that it was good or bad to know who you are. If mom knows who you are, good or bad. We have the NHL playoffs now in full swing. I have thoughts on it. We're going to bring back something we haven't done in a while. Playoffs. NASCAR. Mark Truex is a hell of a win yesterday. Hell of a drive at the end. Last 30, 40 laps. Hell of a drive. Did what he had to do. Got the win. Jim Haig will join us. In about eight minutes from now. Jim Haig, one of my favorite guests here, because I never know where the conversation's going. I never know where the conversation's going, and that's a good thing. We can talk about a lot of things. We can wax poetic on things.
Always have a good time with Jimmy Hayes on the show. He'll be joining us soon. I look at sports maybe a little bit differently than you. We'll be talking about this with Hague. But trusting the process, process, it's now starting to work its way over to the New Jersey Devils. Both those guys, both that owner. Um, they uh, they own both teams. Let's not forget that. They own both teams. They own the Sixers and they own the Devils. Okay. So they own them both. We'll get into this more with Haig. But let's just say I call shenanigans here, kids. I am calling shenanigans here. And if you're a Ranger fan, here's the second time in 15 years you sucked enough to be in the running for a lottery pick, for a high lottery pick. At least this time you didn't get screwed. This time you didn't get screwed. But I think this is the second time that the NHL has had it in for you. And Devil fans, don't, please don't tell me that the NHL hates you anymore. It's, it's, an, it's a tired, boring narrative. They hate you. Yeah, okay. They hate you. Unlike the first time you tanked the season, which I even had problems with the way they were doing it this year. I didn't think they were going to do enough. But, obviously... The good old frozen pink, the weighted ping pong ball worked out for them. The last time they had the number one overall pick, didn't exactly get what I think a world beater. You look at what Toronto did, they got Austin Matthews. Buffalo did it, okay? They got Jack Eichel, but the problem with that situation. The problem with that situation is the team around them. They haven't been able to do that yet. It's not like Toronto who can bend everybody and circumvent the salary cap whatever way they want to do. Worked out well for Edmonton a couple years ago. After they trusted the process and put everything together. Their biggest problem, though, is that they did so well with some of these guys. McDavid is an, is, is an all-timer. The problem, though, that comes out of it is that when you get all-timers, you have to pay them. You have to pay those guys. And unfortunately, what they're seeing is that you've had to pay McDavid. You had to pay Dreisaitl. 
you were paying Cam Talbot, you were able to move on from him. Their biggest problem, they're not going to be able to put a team together because two guys taking up quarter of the salary cap. Tiger, 33, moves to 12 under. He's now a shot back of Francesco Milinari, who, by the way, where the hell did that guy come from? It's like all of a sudden in the President's Cup a couple of years ago, he guy showed up. He's like, oh, here, play golf. Oh, 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 are you? Are you now? You're here to play golf. Oh, okay. I didn't know who the fuck you were. But welcome, Francesco Molinari, to the golf. We appreciate you. Welcome. Welcome to the playing of the golf. LT Gray, the green jacket. Tremendous for golf. Tremendous for golf. All right, let's do this. We'll hit our first break. We'll welcome the great Jim Haig. You're listening to George Brew Show. This is Ball Day from the right field Bleacher Cruise at Yankee Stadium. And all real Yankee fans know you get the authentic apparel at BallDefinity.com. Right field bleachers, anti-Boston, all the real stuff, all the hardcore fans wear. Only shop BallDefinity.com. Hello, hockey fans. This is Paul Stewart, former NHL referee, ambassador for Hockey Fights Cancer, asking you to get in the fight. Dial 1-800-540-6500 or log on to HockeyFightsCancer.com. Make a donation and become part of our team. Get in the fight. Hey, college basketball fans, this is Brian Phelps from the Pirate Blue Athletic Fund at Seton Hall. If you're a Seton Hall basketball fan or just a college basketball fan living in New Jersey, the memories of the 1989 Seton Hall basketball team will forever live in your memory. You can get a copy of the brand-new DVD, Band of Pirates, out now. Visit shupirates.com to order your copy today. Jennifer Corbin, check me out at www.jennifercorbin.com. Hey, this is Beverly from Rock Love Bus, and you're listening to the only sports show that I listen to, What's Brewing? Cup of whiskey, you say? Well, this blend of fine golden grain and single malt comes from the oldest distillery in Ireland. Because we are not here to take part. We are here to take over. For upper number 12, Irish whiskey. Thank you to our friends in little places that we get to do that. Well, we should be here any time. The NHL playoffs are here.
I laugh at things in the NHL because I grew up playing hockey. I grew up uh, playing the game. I, I grew up respecting the game. And if you have ever listened to this show in the past, ever, you have heard me wax poetic 9,993 times about the lack of res- the lack of respect that player ha- players have in this league for each other. The lack of respect players have for each other in this league is atrocious. And it started with that piece of crap, Matt Cook. And oh boy, is it just came over. It has come over and bit the Toronto Maple Leafs. In the bit them really hard, and they got that. As I multitask here, checking in on the original Sinsider What's Brewing hotline, the man who has too many jobs to mention. But I will mention that he is a best-selling author in Italy, which is like having a girlfriend in Vancouver named Alberta Wright, guys. The one, the only, Jim Haig. In the land of... Jobs that offer those uh, words. I don't have that anymore. You know what? Uh, it's got to be changed. If I have... All right, I'll, I'll change it the next time I, we have you on. I'm only, you know, um, I'm only kidding. It's, it's depressing because I don't work as much as I used to. So. I feel like you do, though. Or I feel like I talk to you more. Either one. Yeah. Um, here's where I want to start with you because I get to do this and have fun with you. Uh, okay. Not that you're a huge wrestling fan, but you kind of do follow and know more people in the state than I do. Um, are you surprised that nobody from New Jersey Transit wanted to talk on the record on this show about their gigantor up at WrestleMania? Yeah, well, George, I, I don't understand how they, um, after the debacle that was uh, what happened with the Super Bowl, where you had people standing online for two and a half hours to get home, um, I don't understand how they didn't realize that they had 86,000 people all leaving at the same time and all needing to get uh, out of there on mass transit, how they didn't you know, have more trains available to get people out. I don't understand. They, they, I mean, they screwed up once. How could they do not screw up again? I mean, they, they, they didn't learn from their mistake at the Super Bowl, and then uh, apparently this one was even worse. Apparently that this one was so, uh, because of the lateness of it. There were people that didn't get home until 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning. Well, that's ridiculous. So because of my quarry job, I know a little bit about some of the stuff that they were throwing out there. But I also know a lot more about moving people. 
that yeah. station built at Meadowlands, the Meadowlands Sports Complex, because I think that's what the station's called, um, is not built for WrestleMania-type events. No. It's not built for the Super Bowl. It is built no. to supplement. No, and again, supplement. the reason being is that you don't want to have um, – you don't want to have 80,000 people all leaving at the same time to want to get on a train to go home. Um, yeah. if, even with football games, the majority of the people, when they, uh, when they leave, it's, it's a trickle-down effect. You know? So there's like, yeah. you know, like 20,000, 30,000, whatever. Not, not, okay, the last event was over at 12.30, 1 o'clock, or whatever it was. 80,000 people all left at the same time to get out of there. Well, they should have realized that something was up. Here's my favorite of the whole thing, though. Them saying that we were told it ends at 12, at 1030. At 1030. That I love. I love that. Uh, now, you I, know, I, I, and it's I funny. Know. Yeah, How you know and I know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's actually hogwash. George, I got to take a call that's really important, and I'm going to call you okay. right back, I promise, okay? Okay. All right, thanks. You're welcome. All right, so Jimmy Hague will be back. All right, we, we won't play the robot again for him. But we'll get more, back into this more. But here's the problem with MetLife Stadium and the way it was constructed. They had to switch off of a of the I think it's the main and Bergen line. I'm not 100 percent sure on what line it exactly is, but they have to switch off of that to get to where they put the stadium, um, the train station for the stadium. Unlike in other metropolitan areas, where they oh I don't know think they're going to build a ballpark and they go, how can we do this right? Nassau Coliseum is the same way. Nassau Coliseum is nowhere near a train station for people on Long Island Drive. Okay. When they built the bark, and I'm just going to use the New York area for an example, because, hey, I live here. I know the area pretty damn good. Okay. So here's what they did. They built the Barclays Center. Barclays Center is built at the Atlantic Yard. They were able to build that right near where there was already existing trains. Atlantic Station. They were able to do that. So now you can move people. And the WWE loves that. 
it's great. You can move tons of people because there's oh, a half dozen, two-thirds of a dozen train lines that run right under the place. So they sit there and they do what they do. They move people there. Madison Square Garden sits on top of Penn Station. Every damn subway line in the city runs on 33rd Street. New Jersey Transit, Amtrak, Long Island Railroad, all underneath the garden. Garden lets out 20,000 people, and 20,000 people ain't sitting there in the rain once it's it's indoors. Okay, so you have that. The MetLife Stadium train station, which we were referencing, is built for football games. Because why would New Jersey ever think that, hey, we're going to get WrestleMania. Hey, we're going to get the Super Bowl. Hey, we're going to get this. Hey, we're going to get that. People are going to come to the train here. Foxborough State, Gillette Stadium in Foxborough, in the middle of the woods. The MBTA runs two trains there. They send huge trains. Uh, Tiger eat uh, bogeys four after his par putt lift out. So he falls. He's back to two one two behind. Francesco Molinari, who is doing his best today to be Razor Ramon. He wants to be the bad guy. Tony Finau just parred the first four holes. Molinari finishes off for par there. So he is still two strokes above Tiger. But it's not built for New Jersey Transit. These really nice double-decker trains. They're great. They hold 150 people standing. Problem is the platform's not really long enough to handle more than I think it's four set, four car four of the double-deckers. That's at most 800 people on a train. I'm running them there, I run eight. I tell people, walk up to the first. Get on, walk up. Get on, walk up. People complain about the little inconvenience there. But I'd rather have that inconvenience than people sitting out in a downpour that started after the show. For them to say that they thought that the event was going to run until 10.30. Ain't nothing on WWE runs until 10.30. Takeovers don't for NXT. And even when they do, there's only like 13,000 people because they're not, you know, filled. they're not the main card. They're not the main roster where they're... Um, yeah, they're playing them in basketball arenas and hockey arenas. And then to see those dopes from New Jersey Transit start blaming the WWE. Well, if you're a big-time event, why would you ever come back? 
Most train companies like to have either a train yard or extra tracks in the area so that they could store equipment for big events or, as I know, a former company I worked for, for blowout situations where you're blowing people out and you want to get them out as quick as possible. Disney does this. Disney opens up the gates, sends you through backstage to bypass Main Street to get you out of the park faster, especially at night on big crowded nights. If you're, and I know WWE wants to come back. They love New York. They love being in New York. New York's a second home to them. I mean, they're back in the territory days. It used to be, hey, when you get to New York, you make it. Big money's here. Why do you think the country music industry loves the fact that New York is, has a full-fledged country radio station, has a huge fan base here, Back when CDs were big, the biggest, um, some of the biggest uh, numbers that they were selling record-wise was in New York, second only to Nashville. Country must be countrywide, because it is. Brooks sold out three nights at the Prudential Center. He sold out two nights at Yankee Stadium. That's five nights he sold out in New York. Kenny Chesney comes here every summer. George Strait sold out the Prudential Center on his farewell tour. So you have artists that come here, and they love it because they get to charge more. When it costs more to be here, unions and all that fun stuff. But it costs more to play in New York. So they could charge more. They make more money here. That's why all the big tours come through New York. Big stadium shows come through MetLife Stadium where City Field like Zach Brown plays or Yankee Stadium, which Garth has done. Baseball stadiums aren't built for concerts, though. They're just not. They're they're weird sight lines. They're weird because you're so far away if you're in the upper deck. Football stadium's perfect. Circular almost. But if you're one of the leagues, they'll never get the NCAA tournament because, one, it's an outdoor venue. But they just put a stupid dome there. Should have done. There's no reason to build an outdoor stadium north of Virginia. And I get it. You want to play football in the cold and all. Yeah, that's great. That's 10 events. Five of which could possibly be after November 1st. But you think the NFL makes more money for a building than the NCAA tournament would? 
and WrestleMania does, the WrestleMania impact on an area far greater than that of the Super Bowl. Brings more people in, as evidenced by the Barclays Center had Friday, Saturday, Monday, Tuesday. Madison Square Garden had a sold-out show. Ring of Honor, New Japan, Saturday night. A lot of little, a lot of smaller venues had independent shows. For football, there's only one game, Super Bowl week. Okay, and you got fan fest and all, but that's really for the people in the area. People in the area don't get to go to the Super Bowl unless they're super wealthy. Or they say, it's a once-in-a-lifetime event. Let me just go to the Super Bowl. Let me save my pennies and go to the Super Bowl. You need a lot of pennies to save. But it's not really for them. It's more of a of a conference for... Uh, you know, it's more of a marketing conference for everybody. And good for them. Hey, they like it. They get to do it. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. So that it works for them. But WrestleMania is for the fans. It's inclusive. WrestleMania week. You have WrestleCon. You have... I don't know how many independent shows every company comes around WWE because they know the wrestling fans here. People from all over the world travel to the WrestleMania host city, spend money, go to conventions, go to WrestleMania access, go to the Hall of Fame, Go to the NXT show. Go to see Ring of Honor. Go see House of Hardcore. Go see whatever. They go to these. I'm pretty sure when AEW gets kicking, I'm sure next year they'll be somewhere near Tampa. So the economic impact of WrestleMania is huge on the area. Super Bowl is not. Most of the travel packages for fans coming into the city start on Friday. And and, and Monday morning. Some people go home. WrestleMania goes from Wednesday to Tuesday. So it's a full week. And I, like I said, I know the WWE wants to come back. Will it be six years from now like it was between 29 and 35? I don't know. Do I think they want to have WrestleMania 50 here in 15 years? Yeah. Why not? One was here. Ten was here. Twenty was here. Four was here. Five was here in Atlantic City. Four and five. One, ten, and twenty were at the Garden. Two was in Uniondale. Part of two. Two is weird because there's three different locations. 
Which, if you watch that on the WWE Network, it's a lot of fun because it's a, I mean, there's a lot of people being between three different venues. So you had that. Four and five were at Trump Plaza or Boardwalk Hall. They just called it Trump Plaza for that. Because Trump Plaza sponsored the event. 29 was at MetLife Stadium. 35 was at MetLife Stadium. I think they'd want to bring it back for 40 and go 50. Next year's in Tampa. The following year is probably going to be in Los Angeles when the Rams and Chargers open their new stadium. I'm sure it goes to Vegas when the Raiders stadium opens. And they won't have to deal with the logistical issues. Not having the IZOD Center or Continental Airlines Arena or the Brendan Byrne Arena or the Meadowlands Arena, whatever you want to call it, not having that open spreads out WrestleMania. 29, Raw was at the IZOD Center. Fan Access was at the IZOD Center. The Hall of Fame was at Madison Square Garden. This time, though, the WWE said, we're not going to use the Garden. They opened the door for the Ring of Honor New Japan show. I bet those people didn't have a problem leaving. Access was at the Brooklyn Navy Yard. So now you spread people out. You got people going from Brooklyn, you know, whether they're staying in New Jersey, staying in Manhattan, staying in Brooklyn. You have people in three different areas spending money. As we welcome back our esteemed colleague, Jim Hayes. I apologize for that, George, but it was a call I had to take. That's okay. That's all right. Where did you go? Are you still on the New Jersey Transit? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm still ripping on the whole event in general. Yeah, well, we left off by saying that they they were under the impression that the thing was going to end at 1030, which I thought was absolutely asinine. Asinine. Yeah. I don't think – what did they do? They, they, they did not do their homework to realize that if the thing started at 730 – did they think it was a three-hour event? When the hell was the last time WrestleMania been a three-hour event? It's more like a seven-hour event. So like, what is the well, now it is. Now it is, yeah. but that's because WWE has their own network. Even the last right. one ended at 11. I, 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 I'm just racking my brain because I'm a WWE fan. Dude, I couldn't tell you the last time anything ended at 1030 with them. At the Meadowlands? Never. No. no. If it, if it no, starts at I, I 7 mean, o'clock, no matter what it is, no matter what it is, basketball games, no, sorry. If, you, if a game starts at 7 o'clock, you better program yourself to be there till 11. All right? And in rest, when it comes to WrestleMania, if the thing started at 7.30, you better program yourself. You're going to be there till 12.30, 1 o'clock in the morning. That's just common sense. Common sense with the with a pay per view crowd that's going across the country. You got common sense knowing fully well that event's not going to be over until one o'clock in the morning. 
And for I'll, them to I'll think that it's going to be over 10.30 is crazy. Crazy. I'll, I'll give you one even funnier. So even with the fact that they don't know what the hell they're doing, I, I know people who know people, you know, and I was told Saturday that the main event wasn't going to start until midnight. Oh, is that true? Yeah. Well, and if that's the case, then how come New Jersey Transit didn't know that? Have you seen New Jersey, New Jersey Transit? didn't know that the main event was going to start until midnight. Have you seen anything that New Jersey Transit's done lately? <laughs> uh, that's done right? No. No, they've done nothing right. They've done nothing right except for keep raising fees. That's what they do. You know, and my favorite part of them is they build a track. They build three tracks there. None of them can hold more than six cars. So yeah. no matter what yeah. you were doing, but here's the thing. Like Yankee Stadium, City Field, they have yards near there. They have express tracks near there where they can just right. throw extra trains. Okay, they throw their extra trains there. And as I was saying the other night to somebody, ball game over, Yankees win, they start moving trains. Bang, 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 bang. Five or six trains take the mo- take the giant part of the load. City field, same thing. The problem with having New Jersey Transit have that stranglehold there or using them for that, they're not good at mass transit. They're good at commuter. Right. I have a 515 train, bang, bang, done. Well, they have you, to run you, on schedules. They can't, that is they can't run you like Path that, can, right. where Path can, can have four extra crews just sitting there waiting for a Red Bull game at Red Bull Stadium that gets not even a quarter of the amount of people that were at WrestleMania. Path blows it out. You wouldn't even know there was a soccer game there half an hour later. The MTE does a great job at Yankee Stadium. Half an hour after a Yankee game's over, they got stragglers in the bar, but for the most part, them platforms are empty. Yep. Yep. Here, and and I'll tell you, because we were parked back by, in the parking lot in front of the giant practice facility where they were doing all the buses. We waited an hour just for traffic to dissipate, and the line for the buses went back to the Giants practice facility. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So you have oh bu- – and look, New Jersey Transit operates buses. You know, you see – oh, crap, man, this is going late. Hey, let's get some people over there to move people. They didn't even do that. The buses were atrocious. The trains were atrocious. They don't know what they're doing. And then to blame Vince McMahon and the WWE for not telling them? Yeah, that's I'm true. sorry, that's did the true. Giants call you up and say, hey, the game's going to be over at 4.02 today? That's stupid. It's really stupid to blame McMahon. Well, I have a theory on that. But I'm not gonna, I don't want to get political. You think I forget who's You think that you know what? You think that you think that there's a political aspect to that? I don't know about that. Yes. 
Okay. Well, I would go with the stupidity. I would go with the stupidity I'll, I'll, I'll go stupidity. I want but to I'll also throw this one out. I'll throw this one at you. Linda McMahon. Yeah, I will. We saw Bridgegate. We see yeah, other stuff not. going on. I Look, call me a cynic. Call me whatever you want. But I wouldn't put it past the state. No, I don't uh, think. I don't think so. I think that's going. I think that's going. It's going too far. I, I, well, you never know. But to the fact that they want to have, did I hear congressional hearings about what happened? <laughs> congressional hearings about, about what happened? happened with New Jersey Transit. Yeah. Is that the case? There's going to be congressional hearings about what happened at WrestleMania? No, I think that they want to, at this point right now, they want to push it or under the rug and hope nobody ever, uh, nobody ever uh, visits it, revisits it ever again. I think that they want to make sure that it goes away and say goodbye. Don't, don't forget, forget about it. And know fully well that because of it, you could be rest assured that Vince McMahon's never going to take his, his multi-billion-dollar industry and bring it to the Meadowlands. That's a damn sure that's never going to happen again. Never, never. See, I so think they want to bring it. Congrats, <laughs> congratulations! You want to have something like that happen because of all the, you know, the incredible amount of money that that spent and and the in, the the. Um, the, the, the stuff that it does, the, the amount of volume that, that, that an event like WrestleMania brings to the area, you want to be able to have that uh, in New Jersey. But if there's the, all the negativity that comes with people coming in and out of there, they're not going to take This man's not going to take it here again. But, you know, he's got a good relationship uh, with uh, MetLife Stadium because – He's bringing an XFL uh, franchise here, so you know I think he's got a good, good relationship. You, and you know what I know that the XFL is not going to draw, but he's going to sink a hell of a lot more money into it this time than he did um, the last time where he screwed up. But he, he's ready this time. He's doing all, doing everything the right way. So, and and I hope what? I hope it's great that they do better than the AAF, which um, is. It was a disaster, and it shouldn't have been because it was supposed to be a, a, a feeder system for the NFL, and the NFL didn't treat it as such. When, the when one of the when one of these leagues succeed, well, they obviously they have to have the NFL in their back pocket. But you know, well, if you look at it, the back pocket, they have to have it as a, as, as a, a working affiliate. Really can't not necessarily yeah. in the back pocket, but they need to have the NFL sticking their money into it. You know, if, if not, it will never work. Can the XFL work this time, though? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now he knows that how he screwed up. I think it will work. And and I think the biggest thing that has to happen: one, you look quarterback play in the AAFL was terrible. At times, well, Hackenberg was was was, was complete. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Uh, he was bad. 
So, but there were some good quarterbacks in the league. The guy, the guy Perez, who was in the Rams uh, camp and then got cut, he was very good. Um, and he's now just signed with the Raiders because of it. So, um, but Hackenberg was not. Hackenberg was miserable. Oh God. Yeah, you know, and you give, like, Hackenberg. I mean, that guy hadn't played a meaningful play since he left Penn State. Correct. And and uh, But he's not a player. He can't play the game. I mean, I did, you know, I didn't, it didn't take long for me to see that when he was with the Jets. That he said, oh, my God, what a disaster that was. Same with everybody who thought Davis Webb was with Saw. Oh, my God. He's terrible. 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 You know, here's here's the one thing that I look at with um, with Hackenberg. He was helped out by the fact that Bill O'Brien was there. Yes. I mean, we talk about all these guys that Spurrier's made and that Urban Meyer's made. Alex Smith has made himself into a hell of an NFL quarterback. Career's probably going to end because of the leg injury. Yeah. Um, he won't play. He but, won't play. I mean, that guy should lay down in his pillow every night and think Urban Meyer. Not like, you know, and and he's made guys money because teams are dumb. I don't understand this. How are these NFL teams this stupid? If I could sit there and say, I don't want a quarterback out of the SEC because they don't play football or the Big 12 because they play touch touch football in that conference. I want a Big Ten guy as my quarterback. They play in all the weather. Right. I tell you, is there a better app right now than the Masters Live app? Um, I'm I'm not on it, so I don't know. I, I mean, I'm watching the Masters Live on TV, but I'm not. I don't. I'm not on the app. So. I don't, the app. I have no idea the, what it, what it, how how good it does. I'm I'm more concerned with. My phone not having enough uh, memory or whatever uh, to keep my photos. I got to worry about deleting photos so I can take another picture. Um, than worried about putting more apps onto my phone. Uh, I, I think I have like four. I have like four apps that I have on my phone. Oh, oh, bad. And I pay. Let me get space. Uh, an additional. I pay Apple an additional ninety nine cents a month to, to both be like upgrade uh, the amount of uh, volume or whatever on my phone and it doesn't work. I have no idea. So I'm, I am, I am technologically uh, impaired to say the least. All right. Um, all right. I was going to say, let me get the four apps on your phone. Uh, Facebook. Yep. Probably some Mark. Is there a Marquette app? No, nah, there is, but it's not on my phone. It's on my iPad. MLB it's one. not on my phone. Uh, no, there's not an MLB one. There's, there is the, there is the Yahoo Fantasy one. That one's which, but I don't know if that takes up a lot of room. Um, I would love. I can't even think of what else you would have on your phone. That would be fun to play. Uh, yeah, I have IMDb on my phone. Uh, that's the the movie database because um, I am a big movie fan and. Like even last night, I was at an event in in Hoboken, and somebody we were it was in the Hoboken Elks, and I said, you know what, there was a movie that was filmed in here, uh, with Jay Moore and Jennifer Aniston, 
And I said, I think the name of it is Picture Perfect. I said, let me look it up. And I, sure enough, I looked it up, and it was Picture Perfect with Jay Moore and Jennifer Aniston. That was filmed, and Kevin Bacon was in that movie, too, and that was filmed in the Hoboken Elks uh, way back when. What um, so, movie yes, hasn't I, Kevin Bacon been in? Uh, he's been in everything. That's why it's Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. <laughs> uh, fun, that's a fun game moving, to play. Yeah. Moving off from that. I, I, me and you touched upon this last night because I texted you. And me and my conspiracy theories. Um, the Sixers trusted the process <clears throat> enough uh, to where they were able to get a bunch of first-round picks. Okay. The Devils are now trusting the process. Um <clears throat> uh, same ownership group. At least, at least, at least this, at least this time they, they're guaranteed they're going to get a superstar. Yeah, superstar because yes. they can't screw it up. They get either one or the other, so they, they're going to get a superstar. I still think they should have drafted Barzil, but just for that matter, so is the Rangers. The Rangers are going to get a superstar too. So go ahead. But if the Knowing Devils the don't Devils, if the Devils don't pick Jack Hughes, there's something seriously wrong with them. Seriously. Like, I think Zappa's got to go to uh, to the Rangers. But I think if the, yeah. if somehow the Devils take Zappa and, and the Rangers then end up with Jack Hughes, that's going to be a, a, a party at the Garden. And the yeah, poor I, Carolina, uh, who is it, the Colorado Avalanche? They're the ones that had the worst record and thought they were going to get the first-round pick? No. Oh my God. No. They somehow – I, and I have, I'd have to look it up, but, you know, because Windows has to update, you know, middle of the show. Thanks, guys. Um, I can't. They had Ottawa's pick. Oh, Ottawa okay. traded them their first-round pick this year. Oh, wow. Okay. Way to go. Still. Stupid. All right. But anyway, so the Devils have had the number one pick overall in two of the last three drafts. And mind you, too. Yeah. Um, I like Nico. I don't think, and I don't think he's a bad player, but he's not he the number the first one. Overall. Yeah, no, no. He, he, and we all, and we all know who the best player was in that draft, and he's playing playing right now. For the, oh, without question, without question. And shame on all these idiots that I had to deal with on um, on Twitter, who I then I said. Midway through this season, I said, if, if you don't think Boswell's not w- one of the top five players in the NHL right now, you're missing out. And they say, oh, really? Look at his stats. He's only got 12 goals. I, said, I don't care how many goals he has. Look at the way he controls the ice. He control- I don't care what his numbers were. <laughs> he absolutely is in control of the game when he's out there. And there's very few guys that are in the sport that can do it. You know? Um you, you think McDavid's of McDavid. one of them. Without question, McDavid's one. Um, Ovechkin. Uh, Ovechkin is definitely one of them. I don't care how old he is. Um, uh, Yvelki Malkin and, and Crosby are two of them. And, um, and Kucherov. And other than that, I don't know if there's another guy. Basel is the other only guy that can control the, the control of sport. So, I mean, and, and anybody who can't see that is maybe one that can see that. Maybe one that can see how brilliant Barzil is as a player. He's brilliant. Absolutely yeah. brilliant. 
And I, I said this to a, one of my closest friends who's an Islander fan. I don't know whether or not the Islanders would have ever been this good this year if they still had Tavares. Because he would have limited Barzo. He would have limited. Barzo would have never been able to become the player that he's become. And and the the best two things that happened to the Islanders were, and I hate to say it, were Trotz and Lamorello. Trotz, because of his style... Who I I'm I'm not a fan of him, but you can't you can't disagree with the way he coaches. You can't. You can't. You just, he's brilliant. And then Lamorello with the way he as soon as he came in and put his finger on the on the on the pulse of the Islanders, he changed all of the the dynamics of the you know the the secondary and the tertiary players. He's the one who went out and got signed all those guys that were you know borderline free agents that he knew they were going to be able to play in that system, and boom, they've become a, a very good hockey team. Now, you know, will they win this series? I don't know, but they're certainly well on their way. And if they win this series, can they? Can the, the New York Islanders go to, the, say, the, you know, the, the, the semifinals of the conference? Of course they can. Of course. Yeah, I can't. I, and And – um, so, anyways, but the Devils um, can't screw this up because they're going to get one of the two top players in this draft, and both of them are surefire superstars. And if the Devils do not pick Jack Ears, then they should have the heads examined. They really should. You know, the one thing that I look at, like, and I, and I've I probably said this to you countless times. The where the Devils are today was a product of Lou ten years ago. All right, well, let's take the Parisi and Kovalchuk thing. Out no, here. That no, thing's... no, no. Well, well, well okay. And and you, I think All right, I, so I hear told me you out before. You, we've had okay. this, but hear me yeah. out though, because you know it started at that draft that was here, where you pissed on Marty. Didn't even tell him you were bringing in Schneider. Made him find out because he was here that you traded for him. That guy would have – that draft pick could have been Bo Horvath. You could have let Marty play out his final year and let Marty have the send-off that he earned. You know, a lot of guys get the send-off because they don't earn it. He earned the send-off, and you should have been able to play whatever he wanted to play. Schneider okay. kind of screwed the pooch that year and <clears throat> didn't help them out. That was a playoff team, and they didn't make it. Um, damn allergies. Um, you see you choking on it. And the only reason why is because I know how much you hate ginger snaps. So, but um, I hate this with a passion. So I get to say this. Um, but you you screwed Marty over. You could have learned what you had with the kids and that. Marty was forty one years old. Do you understand, I understand that? Forty one years old. He's forty. He was forty one. They also took him to the Stanley Cup final the year before. Uh, two years before. Two years before. All right, so you could have let Marty play out that last year, right? Schneider could be lambasting himself in Toronto, in Vancouver still because, oh, by the way, this is the thing people forget. He got that team turned over to him. That was the team that lost in game seven of the Stanley Cup final to the Bruins. 
he got that team turned over to him that summer. He couldn't hold the job. They had to bring Bobby Lou back in, which automatically made him expendable. Okay. You could have sucked. You were going to suck anyway. Let Marty play out the string. Then you had the McDavid draft, the Eichel draft. You had the Matthews draft. So you could have played the shitty goal, kid goaltenders then, seen what you had, maybe made a run at Cam Talbot or somebody of that nature, um, and then rebuilt that way. But then rebuilt through the draft where you would have had either McDavid, Eichel, or Matthews. And then you'd be fine. Then you wouldn't have been picking that cohesion. And you wouldn't be here sitting there in the position you are today. But you're in this position. And here's one thing that a lot of people forget. This ownership group owns the Philadelphia 76ers. There yes, is a can. common thread between both of them, which is a guy by the name of Michael Rubin. Michael Rubin, who is a minority owner of both teams, but he majority owns Fanatics. Fanatics operates NHL shop, the NBA store. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> the devil's got the number one overall pick. Once again, tell me how that's not fixed. I don't think it's fixed. <laughs> That's a good conspiracy theory on your part, and uh, right. maybe it'll might maybe it might maybe it might work if uh, if the Knicks end up with the number one pick overall. Then I'll then I'll start worry. Then I'll start thinking about whether or not the uh, the the drafts are fixed. But I don't think that I, I just think the Devils got very very lucky with this draft. That's all. And, well, and think about it. Know, how lucky they'd be if they don't if they don't take Jack Hughes. They don't take Jack Hughes this series or something real really wrong. And, and Jimmy, let's not forget they have. Yes, I oh if they if they don't take him, they should just pack up and move to Quebec. Because I don't which know they how you sell do. this to your fan base. Which they may do, which they may do anyway. You know they may do. There's talk, okay. there's talk of that every year because of uh, you know the ticket sales are going so tremendously down. So, well, hell, that's what happens when you don't put a good team on the ice. Yeah, no. I know. And charge hey, and charge a ridiculous amount of money for tickets. Ridiculous. And, and here's lost, the other they thing. Lost that, their, they lost their fan base uh, that they used to have in the Meadowlands Arena because they moved to Newark um, and then they jacked up ticket prices to where, I, you know, like somebody like you can't even afford to go anymore. You can't, you can't do it. Well, the, it's, it's not even the fact that you, you can't afford to do it anymore. Do you really want to go anymore? Like, I, I've had my problems with them. Well, this year, you know, this year I can I could see why you wouldn't want to go because they were unwatchable. They were absolutely unwatchable this year. Unwatchable. Well, not only not only that, Jimmy, but but here's the other thing they do: play grab ass with these Twitter Twitter fans and the bloggers and all this crap, and they only care about the arena atmosphere, but they don't give a crap about what's on the ice. And then they let that moron in with that friggin' Vuvuzela. That's the most annoying thing in the world. <laughs> after they put up a sign, after they put up a sign that says artificial noisemakers are not allowed in the building. Well, fuck. Yeah. If you and this guy sneak this in, what else is coming through those metal detectors? 
Yeah. Um, but that's just a bitch that comes out of this house way too often. Um, yep. And the biggest problem that they have there is they put that stupid scoreboard in that makes you not even concentrate on the game because it's too damn big. It's too, it's it's very very big. But you know what? Uh, from a sports writer standpoint, because we can't see anything upstairs all the way up at the roof, um, it helps the. Oh, it's great for you guys. Yeah, <laughs> it helps you guys. Yeah. Um, but like from where although, my although I've were, probably covered the last devil game of my life, um, because I physically can't do it anymore. So. I know, boy. I, I tried to do. It. I tried to do. I think I did. I think I did three games this year, and then I just physically can't walk because they changed the locker room. So the locker room is now real close to the media room. But for me to get to the imposing locker room and then get into the devil's locker room, I basically have to sprint, and I can't walk anymore. Never mind run. So um, I told uh, my bosses at AP that I could no longer do it. So. I covered my last. I covered my last Devils game, uh, and um, I guess that's it's a sense of retirement. I can't do it anymore. Just physically, physically can't do it. So, but but you know, you, life goes, at least you stay on top. Of it. What's that? Um, but you stay on top of everything too. Still, oh, so, I course. mean, that's always of course. But it's a different it's a different thing when you're there, you know. But uh, you know. Yeah. But like say, uh, the the face of the devil media has changed dramatically over the last say three years. There's not a lot of like the New York Post don't cover the Devils at all. So there's the the New York Daily News don't cover the Devils at all. So the only people that cover the Devils are the Bergen Record and 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 the Ledger. And those two uh, beat writers are no longer the same people. You know, Tom Galitti has gone on to NJ, uh, I mean, uh, NHL.com, and he's covering the Washington Capitals living down in D.C. And Rich Chair has, uh, was forced out by New Jersey Press Media, whatever the hell they're called, and, uh, and he no longer uh, covers the Devils. So, you know, I, it's uh, – don't get me wrong. I like – Abby does a very good job covering – Devils for uh, NorthJersey.com, but uh, I don't even know who covers it for NJ.com. I have no idea, no, no clue. But uh, it's the face of the media um, in covering those games has changed dramatically. So I used to see like five, six people that I used to know all the time, and now the only person, the only person I see that I know, or, or two people that I know regularly, are Chico Resch and. Uh, Matt Lawson. That's right. Yeah. yeah, whenever Jigsy's covering him. But even, I, think, I, I forget. I forget. Oh, God. I forgot about Jigsy. Yeah. Jiggy's my man. You know, you know, he's my man. Yeah. I know. You know, but here, the, the sad part with them is they do. Look, I, I understand that hockey doesn't have a great following in New York, but you're not even on, like, the radio here. Um, yeah, no, they don't, they, they don't they, well, they're on FAN sometimes. Very, if they're on FAN, they're playing the Rangers. They're doing they're everything tough. through, they're doing everything through digital. Um, 
but which which hurts. But I, I understand that that's the way the league's going. I mean, you look at the Carolina Hurricanes; they use their TV feed, I believe. Sorry, yeah, they lost so. You know, I, I mean, it's not like the Vegas Golden Knights who have a tremendous radio presence where they're the every time they play, they're on series. Yeah. Why? Because they're good. Um, before we move on to anything else, Jimmy, I have this problem with the NHL. Maybe it's because I'm an old school kind of guy. I don't think there's – I think there's a severe lack of um, – how do you say? Um, oh, what a shot! Yeah. Um, um, oh, that was yesterday. <laughs> Thank, thanks, Steve. No, no, no. Tiger. Tiger. Oh no, I, I'm watching it. I'm behind, so I don't. It's, Tiger I'm watching on the app. Tiger shot. Tiger shot was just now because he wore a red shirt. Yep, that's right. Yeah, he just um, and he just he just missed he just missed an incredible double eagle. Incredible. No, not double eagle. Oh, that's all. He's going to get a bird out of this. Oh. Yeah, we'll hope. Hope his, hope his flat stick problems creep back in. Um, yeah. I, I I have this thing with the NHL. There's a severe lack of uh, what I like to call uh, respect amongst players. I, the fact that, and I laughed because I had this conversation with Dan like a tour the other day. How the hell is Brad Marchand the most hated guy in the NHL when you have idiots like Nazim Kadri and Evander Kane running around? Those two guys yeah. are knuckleheads, and they should get the shit kicked out of them on a nightly basis. What Kadri yeah, did no, last I... night is my biggest yeah. problem with the league because Chara should have been able to beat the piss out of him. Yep. Yep. He should have been. But no, we, we, we can't do that anymore. Um, no. because soccer Brad mom, Pierre Maguire. Brad, Brad Marchand is a criminal. He's a criminal on ice. Criminal. Marshy's yeah, but you know what? Marshy has changed this year. Marshy's not playing that same stupid bullshit like he was running around doing last year. Criminal. Marshy figured. Marshy got it. Marshy had a hundred points this year. Yes, he Padre's did. A criminal. He, uh, nobody's gonna nobody's gonna deny his talent, but he's a criminal. He's a pe- you know he's a five foot nine peckerhead. Yeah, but he and Matt Barnaby pecker. played a really long time in his career being a peckerhead, and I love Matt. Yeah, he did. You know I love yeah, Matt. Yeah, okay. Matt Barnaby's your friend. Matt was a, Matt. Matt's a friend. Um, but I'd even tell him he's a peckerhead and hope he doesn't punch me in the face. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> At this point right now, um, he's punching anybody. No, no, he's married. Uh, oh, no, he's definitely not punching anybody either. Um, you know, the one thing, though, if we're going to just keep playing this crap, why do we even have in hockey? Like, this, this isn't hockey to me. Uh, it's still the same sport, George. It's It's, it's the sport. You know, I wouldn't say that you can't say it's not hockey. It's just not hockey the way you remember it and like it. But it's still the same sport, you know. It's uh, As a matter of fact, I think the NHL likes it better because it's end-to-end. You know, like, for instance, you know, the whole idea of, well, now we won't see it because the playoffs are beginning. 
but the the whole idea of overtime in, in the regular season being three on three, and they love that. You know, they they, they think that's that's great, exciting stuff. You think that's hockey? That's a hockey. You know what? I have no problem with the three on three. I have none. The only problem I have with the entire the entirety of the NHL's overtime is that when you get to the shootout, goaltenders get wins for the for the game. Players don't get the goal. Uh yeah, okay. That's my point. That's my biggest thing, and that comes down to money at the end because and and I know you're a huge sports movie buff. There's a line in eight men out. Twenty nine is not twenty eight is not thirty, Mr. Seacott. That's correct. That's correct. That's a great line. That's but a you great had, line. But you had Skip sit me for five starts at the end of the year. I would have at least gotten two wins out of that. Twenty nine is not thirty, Mr. Seacott. Twenty nine is that yeah. Um. All right, we gotta we we gotta get this all in in a matter of five, five, ten minutes, George, because I gotta run. Oh, I, I got gotcha. I gotta be someplace at twelve o'clock. So, um, okay. what else did you want to talk about today? Let's see. Um, Yankee slow start. Brett Gardner dropped out of the lineup. Dropped out of the one hole in the Yankee lineup. Yankee fans hate Brett Gardner for what reason? You have to figure it out. I don't. Understand oh, that's that. right. He's, but these are the same he does, right. like he does everything right So I don't know why you would, why everybody would hurt for, hate Brett Gardner But right now I think you know, So who's going to bat lead off today? Uh, you know if I follow the Yankees on Twitter Probably Frazier Is it like him? Yeah I like Frazier uh, he's, not, he's, not, he's not a lead off Tyler Wade he's not playing Oh DJ LeMayu Gotta be the lead off of it. Gotta be. I don't even know where to look. DJ LeMay has gotta be the lead off it. He's hitting four sixty. Uh, no. Um but if, my, the Yankees are, are the Yankees are really it's a it's a mishmash right now, unfortunately. Mishmash. Because they've all hurt. So you so here's my favorite. You move LeMahieu into the one hole, and you hit Gardner six. Um, no, I, I, mean, mean, I think they're hitting Gardner seven. No, he's in six. I'm looking at the lineup right now. Six? Okay. It's LeMahieu, Judge, Torres, Luke Voigt, who's in 200. He's not even hitting his weight, for Christ's sake. Clint Frazier, Gardy, uh, whoever the third baseman is. Higashioka, which I'm sure Susan loves saying, and uh, some guy I've never heard of. I mean, this Hockey. is like looking at the, the the Cleveland Indians in Major League. Yeah, Who the Cockman, hell are you? Cockman right now has to play every every day, uh, and he's terrible. I mean, he, could, he couldn't play for the Colorado Rockies, and yet he's going to play for the, the Yankees. No, he's terrible. You know, here's my biggest thing with – I think this is my biggest problem with Yankee fans. I think this is what's, like, pushed me away from the Yankees, besides Lontrose's idiocy of a couple of years ago, which was my final straw with them. Um, you can't have a superstar at every friggin' position. 
Oh, that's true. Well, that's true. That's true. But you, but they could you try. Know. Like you're still butthurt that they didn't get either Machado or Harper. And no, no, no. I know it. Who is Yankee fans? Don't you listen to the? Don't you listen to the fans? Yeah, no, 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 yeah, no, no, I don't. Honestly, I don't listen to because I don't blame it, you. It, it really pisses me off. Um, but um, the Yankees were never going to sign either one of those guys. Either one, they were never going to sign either one of them because of two reasons. Number one, they put all their money into the basket that's known as Dean Carlos Stanton. They did so once they so once they traded for Stanton, it eliminated them for going after one of the two high price free agents this past year in Machado and Harper. They weren't going to go for either one. They fully well well know that two years from now, they're going to have to pay the guy who's in right field equal amount or more than what Machado and Harper got. Have to. He he cannot play for somebody else other than the New York Yankees for the, the remainder of his career. You agree? Yes. I fully agree with that. Okay. All right. So so two years from now, I don't care about Gary Sanchez, and I don't care about uh, Miguel Andujar, and I don't care about any of those others. They, when the time comes, they're going to have to get a 12-year, $400 million contract and throw it at Aaron Judge. They're going to have to, have to, because they can't let him go anywhere. So... With that in mind, you know what? Here's the thing. I would actually do. I would try to get Judge now. Yeah, oh yeah, I'd, oh, I'd, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, I do it all these other people now. Every, because every every contract now is basically on the cheap. I I'm a firm believer that I think that the Anaheim Angels got Trout on an, on the cheap. Because say five years from now, how much is Trout going to be worth? And yet he'll be on the uh, Five years from now? Yeah. Well, look at the Braves with Acuna. And, and let's not forget, who started this? Oh, my God. The, the Braves with Acuna and Albies, that was genius. Did, did you see what Albies is going to get paid seven years from now? Albies. Albies. Yep. Right now he's yep. one of the top five middle infielders in the game. Okay? Do you know what he's going to get paid five years from now? Nothing. Seven, and it's not seven and a half million. million. Yep. Seven and a half. And let's not forget for, for who started this whole thing. Uh, Nolan Arenado. Where did? No, 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 no. This okay. whole thing started in 2008 with Evan Longoria. Oh yeah, you're right. This whole practice. This whole practice of buying a guy out from his arbitration years, giving him the money up front, and saying, hey, we got enough faith in you that you're going to be worthless. And that paid off yeah, the page no. for the Yeah, for the no, that's, Bay a good, that's a good call on your part there, George. That's, that, that is a really, that's where it all started, with Evan Longoria. And, what, and, and where is it? And what's, what's, I think, the other trend they're going to start, as much as pitchers in the Major League Baseball don't like it? The concept of the opener. Yeah, no, I, I tell you what, I'll tell you what. Right now, he doesn't get enough credit for what he's done 
was revolutionizing baseball, but Kevin Cash is a freaking genius. He is an absolute genius. And he's revolutionized baseball, and nobody gives him enough credit for doing so because guess what? Who's got the best record in the American League East right now? Probably Tampa. Tampa Bay. And they were, yeah. and they just missed out on the playoffs last year. And they won 90 games. If it was if there were any other division in, in baseball this year, they would have made the playoffs. But the, you know, seriously, anybody going to give him credit for what he's done? He's a genius. And you look at that lineup. What do they have? What do they really have? What does they, what 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 does that franchise team have? Nothing. But I'll tell you what. No. Every second day. Ryan Stanek goes out there and gives him two innings, and guess what? Yeah. Those two innings are dominant innings. Every other day, he starts the game and gives them two innings, and guess what? Chances are Tampa Bay's going to when, – when Stanek goes out in the third inning, Tampa Bay's going to have a lead because he ain't giving up crap because nobody could touch him. Nobody could touch him. And then, then better yet, they go from Stanek – to Ryan Yarbrough, they, so they got two guys that give them the first five innings of every game, uh, or, or not every game, but every other game, and then, and then you yeah. throw in Blake Snell? Well, no wonder why Tampa Bay has got the record that they have. He's a, he's hey, a Kevin not. Cash. What? Don't forget, you also have Charlie Morton. You always have I mean, got Charlie Morton now. They got Charlie yeah. Morton now. Yeah, Charlie Morton last year, and he won 95 games. And, 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 and the other thing, credit. and the other thing people forget about them is this: they did this last year out of necessity because they had what five pitchers, I think, going around with Tommy John. Like <laughs> their amazing? top five, it, it, I think it was their top five. I remember hearing this: their top five in the um, in the organization, Tommy John. Yep. Top five. Three Top five. And they've, you know, look, they couldn't keep Price because Price wanted, you know, more than the team's friggin' worth. All right, cool. So they you were traded. afraid that they were going to, yeah, they were afraid they were going to lose Chris Archer, so they traded him. Right. And I think, and here's the sad thing. I think Archer was going to stay, and I think he was going to stay on the cheap. The way the MLBPA is, you never know. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I think I, you know. I think I think uh, Tampa Bay right now is doing it a smart way. They really are the top to bottom, yeah. and they got they got no credit for for what they did last year, and they get no credit for what they are right now. And they and Kevin Cash, in my eyes, is a genius. He's an absolute genius, and he's revolutionized Major League Baseball. So. George, and I if they ever get this new stadium. All right, Jimmy. Well, we'll do this hey, again soon. Please, if you need me, uh, whenever you need me, please give me a call. And I'd be glad to, you know, I'd be glad to give you a few minutes. But like I said, now i got to run. That's all right. All right. I cool. love you, bro. I appreciate it. Thank you, too. Okay. Take care of yourself. All right. Bye-bye. That was great, Jim Hank. We'll be back with more on the George Bruce Show. We'll bring up that whole thing with the Tampa Bay Rays and see what's going on down there as they are looking for a new stadium. Hopefully get it somewhere. I want to give this to the world as, as a gift from myself and from Ireland. This is who I am. 
I am an Irishman. A true Irishman. Proper, proper Irish whiskey. Proper 12. It's in the name. is the district I come from. It's a small suburb in Dublin, Ireland called Crumlin. It's a place dear to my heart. With each bottle and with each case we sell, we are going to give back to the first responders. They are the people who enter the buildings when people are running out. And that's, that's heroic to me. You know, it's one of those things with the Tampa Bay Rays that if the original ownership of the organization had done it right. And I understand they wanted to put a team in Tampa. It's great. Put it in Tampa. Where that team plays in St. Pete is forever away from civilization. Have you ever been down there? It's across a seven or eight mile bridge. It's not even on the mainland. It's it's in the you know you go over the Gulf in the St. Pete. If they had put that team over where Raymond James Stadium is, then they probably would have gotten blocked out because the Yankees have their spring training home there. If you really think about it. On that west coast of Florida, you have the Phillies in Clearwater, you have the Yankees in Tampa, you have the Jays in Dunedin, uh, the Pirates are in Bradenton, I think the Reds are still in Sarasota or something, I think, I don't know, it's hard to keep up with where teams are string training. The Rays are over there. Um, you know, you, you look at where those teams are. It makes it easy to say that the Rays aren't even like the top team there. You have so many transplants down there that doesn't help. It doesn't hurt. It doesn't help them. The Yankees own Tampa and have since 1995. It makes it hard for them. Philly's own clear work. Uh, whatever, Bright House, whatever. It was Bright House. I have no idea. It's all naming rights and stuff with corporations make a merger. You don't even know what the hell the name of the stadiums are anymore. Um, so they're really a tenant in their own town, which is kind of why baseball really doesn't work in Florida. Because in the summer, it's too hot to sit there at a game. And you can't have an open-air stadium because that wonderful phenomenon known as the 3 o'clock rainstorm that happens in Florida a lot. <clears throat> so you have that part of this whole thing. And when you look at the just the situation in general there, I don't know. I'd like to see Tampa stay there when they're good people come. You know, it helps people out that live down there that want to see the Yankees, want to see the Red Sox. 
you can't rely on the Yankees and Red Sox to make your money. And it's one of those things I hate. Um, is this uh, the one thing that I do hate about it is the uh, what the hell do they call it? Staggered pricing or whatever the hell they call it. You know, dynamic pricing, whatever they call it. You know, they do it for this reason. You know, so that when the Yankees are there, they make more money. When the Red Sox are there, they make more money. When the Cubs are there, they make more money. Uh, The Mets, you know, teams that travel well. You know, people want to... I always said they shouldn't put the team closer to Disney. Just me. All right, let's do it. Let's reset for the last half hour. Hey, it's Coach Kevin from Superfans.com. Superfans shirts. Superfans has Boston's best t-shirts. Uppercase B's for the adults and lowercase B's for the kids. You see our street hustlers at your favorite events or you shop with us at Superfans.com. At Superfans, we're just like you. We take pride in our town and support the best our teams have to offer. Listen to your New England soul. Visit Superfans.com and say hello next time you see us around town. We make Boston's best t-shirts for New England's best fans. Superfans! Superfans is a proud sponsor of Dirty Water TV. Welcome back. Sorry about a little bit of technical difficulty, but at least we caught it for a change. Um, let's just do this. We used to do this on the old days. We're going to, uh, we've renamed it. And uh, by the way, who lets this guy open his mouth? But I touched upon it earlier. We here he is, the biggest douche of the universe. In all the galaxies, there's no bigger douche than you. You've reached the top, the pinnacle of douchedom. Good going, douche. Your dreams have come true. Uh, that song means it is time for the Sean Avery Playoff Douchebag of the Week. There's two contenders here. Two contenders. Here's the sad part. It's damn near impossible to pick from the two of them. So, with that being said, the Sean Avery playoff douchebags of the week go to Evander Kane and Nazem Kadri. Here he is, the biggest douche of the universe. In all the galaxies, there's no bigger douche than you. You've reached the top, the pinnacle of douchedom. Good going, douche. Your dreams have come true. You know who got screwed today by the weather? The NHL. NASCAR did the right thing and moved the race. Saturday night to stay away from the final round of the Masters. Great job by them. Great job. 
your master's update. Molinari now leads Brooks Kepka, Brooks Kepka and Tiger Woods by a stroke. Uh, Kepka is through eight. Molinari and Tiger are on the seventh. Ian Poulter's a shot back. Putting for birdie. You kind of hope he doesn't get anything going in there. Nobody likes him. Uh, Tony Finau with a putt for eagle on the ace. Uh, just rolls it by the side of the cup. Alrighty. So that's where we are. If you look at what the NHL is doing, or what the NHL has in the playoffs, um, you have Islanders Penguins at noon today. Full slate of hockey today. Um, but they got once again, like I said, they got hurt by the fact that the Masters coverage had to be moved up a little bit and start start nine a.m. this morning. Um, so you have the Islanders of Pittsburgh today at noon. Tampa Bay and Columbus, 7 o'clock on NBCSN. Winnipeg, St. Louis, 7.30 on CNBC. And that's the series that nobody cares about. Vegas and San Jose tied at one in that series. St. Louis is up 2 nothing. Columbus up 2 nothing. Islanders up 2 nothing. You could have, at the end of today, three series at 3 nothing, looking at sweeps. Uh, and some of those you wouldn't expect. <clears throat> Columbus being up two games to love on Tampa Bay. Did not see that coming. Uh, good. Did not see that coming. Okay. Nashville and Dallas tied at one. Yeah, that, that's it. That's it you can see. Boston, Toronto tied at one. Yeah, you can see. Vegas and San Jose, yep, could see that tied at one. And Washington up 2 nothing on Carolina. Carolina, nice story. Nice story. Don't have the same power. Okay. St. Louis up two games to love on Winnipeg. Definitely. St. Louis started out the season so terribly that their only reason where they are where they are. They should. If you took the first six weeks of the season out, they probably win that division. I don't think they catch Calgary with points. They might have. They definitely might have. They could have been the number one overall seed. Nashville got hot late. Tiger with a birdie. He is now. <laughs> Tiger's looming. Tigers looming. Get ready, kids, for what could be a Sunday to remember. 33 years ago, I'm sorry, Tigers one stroke back now, 12 under. 
uh, behind Molinari. Molinari at 13 under, Tiger at 12 under. Tiger's under par for the round. Molinari is even. Uh, Tony Finau gets himself back uh, now that he um, birdied eight. He is now tied again. Um, yeah, Finau, Molinari go even for the day. Is there nothing better than Sunday at the Masters? With Jim Nance on the call. And to hear hello friends at 9.02 this morning. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, I did touch on uh, NASCAR running last night. What a tr- and, and I touched on it earlier. What a tremendous win for Martin Truex Jr. His first with Joe Gibbs Racing. Uh, after coming over from Furniture Row last year. Um, you know, because Barney Visser closed up shop there. It was coming. You knew it. Drove the wheel off that car yesterday in the last 35 laps to hold off Joey Logano, uh, Clint Boyer. And if there was a couple more laps, but there wasn't, I think Logano probably catches him and passes him or at least puts him in the wall because that's what Joey Logano does. Um, to pivot back to the, the Brick Orner thing, Yankee fans have had a problem with Brett Gardner for seems like 10 years now. I mean, the guy's been with the Yankees since 08. He's the longest tenured Yankee. He loves being a New York Yankee. I love him as a New York Yankee. I I think he's been serviceable. He's been a, he's been an all-star. He's one of the best defensive out, um, uh, I think he's been a one of the best defensive outfielders in baseball. He doesn't get the credit for it because he doesn't have the, the bat like the other guys. But, you know, now that we care about metrics and all this crap, you know, hey, remember the days where you only had to play like four games or first base to win the damn thing? Oh, I'm sorry, Rafael Palmeiro. I did not take steroids. Yeah, but I stole a gold glove from Tino. Prick. <clears throat> You prick. Tiger hit a piss rocket. Congratulations to UMD for winning the Frozen Four. UMass, congratulations on coming out of nowhere. Nowhere. It's nice to see. Today is such a great sports day. This is what picture in picture and now having an iPad is perfect for because now you can watch whatever you need to watch, you can have your TVs on, you can do whatever you need to do. But if you have to go to that baby shower with your wife today, you poor, poor bastard, we feel bad for you here. We do. We give you. But like I said, this is what makes America great. America. 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 
days like today. Game of Thrones tonight. Hockey on all day. What a time to be alive. What a time to be alive. Um, we um, have... Yeah, like I said, I, I, I just don't understand. Sorry, I get scatterbrained once in a while. You'll, you'll deal with it. Um, I don't understand the, the hatred from some Yankee fans towards Brett Gardner. I mean, the guy plays the game right. Y'all clamored for Manny Machado. <clears throat> clamored for him. He doesn't hustle. He doesn't play hard at times. The guy's a piece of sh- But you wanted him. You wanted him. Piss on guys like Brett Gardner who play hard every day, show up and wear the jersey with pride. He clamored for Robbie Cano again. No. You told me two years ago Tiger Woods would be within one stroke on Sunday, almost at the turn. Of the Masters, before the Spinal Fusion, I would have thought you were crazy. The roar is back. The smile's back. I think he's taking. I, I, I think he's kind of learned from a Rod. Hey, you, you fuck up. America loves a fuck up because we love to bring you back. We love to tear you down, especially if you're in that realm of Tiger Woods. Alex Rodriguez, name them. We love to tear you down, but that's because we want to t- we want to build you right back up, and we're going to do that. We're great at that in this country. We love you. We love building you back up. Tony Finau hitting out of the straw near the trees, and this isn't live play by play, so I don't think we're getting in trouble from uh, Augusta. But if they want to yell at me, they could send me a pin plague or a hat or something. Which is, the Masters is one of those tournaments that has so much mystery cloaked over it. Getting tickets is damn near, you know, becoming a patron and and passes uh, is damn near impossible. Getting any kind of merchandise from there, damn near impossible. If you find a website that sells it, you're paying double everything. You hear, um, you know, how much food you can get for like twenty bucks, twenty five dollars. It's unbelievable. It's one of those things where you just want to get there one day. I think it should be on your bucket list as a sports fan and get there. Two hours from Atlanta, you can you can definitely do it. You can make you can make it a day. Um. Then, of course, the greatest thing about this is, is that you have, if you're on the Twitter, at GC Tiger Tracker. It is the golf channel. They track every one of his shots. So if you really want to know what's going on and you're that poor bastard who has to be away from the house, you can't watch the TV, you can definitely follow along with that. Ooh. 
Oh, Nari on a second shot. Tiger's on the green in two. The only problem is is that he's uh, closer to the green than I am. But that's not saying much because he is way the hell away. Malinari hits it damn near off the back. He's going to have a long putt for par or for birdie. Probably two putt, both of them. Um, we went over the WrestleMania stuff. New Jersey Transit just doesn't have a clue. They blew it. They don't want to talk to any. They just want to give out statements. They don't want to talk to anybody who's going to question them. We tried. We efforted this week. We tried to get somebody on there from there. Um, nobody would talk on the record. People that did talk off the record said they screwed up. But they're not going to come in and say that. But why I threw out what you consider a conspiracy theory, I don't think it's 100% not true. I don't know if it's 100% not true. I think there's a possibility that there could be a little something there on their side. But then you have... Um, then you you know you obviously have Murphy who's coming out against them. Um, Nazem Kadri is definitely um, he's definitely going to hear have a good old hearing. We should just drop them off there. Um, Lightning coach John Cooper has said that Victor Hedman is a game-time decision. Good thing for them. That game doesn't start for another seven hours, so they got a little bit of time. So they don't have enough adversity in there. So you have that. Finau's in the bunker, chipping out. And he just found the ridge. Tiger's 70 feet away for pot, for birdie. That's just two-putt it, get it over with. Don't, take, don't fall back a shot. Um, but that's our show. Let's enjoy the golf, enjoy playoff hockey, enjoy playoff basketball. By the way, the Sixers, way to work out on that one. Hey, guys on the phone on the bench yesterday. Should have included those two clowns in the douche, but hey, in the last night. Plus, Evander Kane and, and, and Nazem Kadri are far and above. Um, but that's it. We'll be back tomorrow, bigger and better than ever. George Brew Show, Rebirth, Block Talk Radio. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. 
Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.